to my parents. Playing, playing house growing up, I wanted to be the dad. I never wanted to be the mom. And it was just like, why do you want to be the dad? And like, I'm really over here, you know, chastising the little boy. Like, no, you're not going to be the dad. I'm going to be the dad. Like, no, you're a girl. You have to be the mom. And I'm like, no. You know? What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of black LGBTQIA individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. We have a special guest with us today, Miss Tracy. Go ahead and tell the people about yourself, Trey. What's up, guys? My name is Trey. Um, I used to play basketball professionally overseas. Um, right now, I'm just doing YouTube. My couple channel is Nikki and Trey. Uh, you should subscribe to that channel. Also, uh, subscribe to my friend Ash. Let's get it. Yeah, Nikki and Trey, man, y'all crazy. <laughs> y'all shout out. It's, it's a great channel, man. Definitely y'all go check out their channel. Um, so go ahead, kick it off. Um, when, when was the first time you kind of had an experience with um, where you kind of knew like, oh, uh, maybe I'm not, I don't like boys like everybody else. Maybe I like girls. When was that for you? Um, for me, I felt like it was very early in life. Uh, later on in life, I had a conversation uh, about it. And I was, you know, asking, like, do you think I was born this way? You know, sometimes you get too in deep. But for the most part, I feel like for me, it was an early age in life. Um, I just never seen myself with a man. Um, I always see myself with a female. I used to have dreams about females. Um, so I just never was comfortable with a man in that sense. But I always could befriend them. So a lot of times uh, it was forced for me um, just because, you know, of the same quote of you're too cute to be gay and you know you're supposed to be with a man and all this type of stuff so um I for me it was just real early on in life like I knew I didn't like mans in that type of way so I yeah knew women so yeah yeah like you talking like elementary uh like early 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 <laughs> yeah um so so do you remember like your first crush <laughs> I remember my first crush a lot of my crushes were uh like early on in life it was like you know friends that I hung out with so I may have had a crush on one of the girls it was never one of the guys like I never had a crush on one of the guys and I always thought to myself like am I weird is something wrong with me oh my god I need to tell somebody like oh my god I like girls like this is not okay I need to like a boy I need to like a boy but even down you know we're kids right so you play yeah. house right mm -hmm. so the perfect example of my childhood Playing house growing up, you could ask my parents, playing plan house growing up, I wanted to be the dad. I never wanted to be the mom. And it was just like, why do you want to be the dad? And like, I'm really over here, you know, chastising the little boy. Like, no, you're not going to be the dad. I'm going to be the dad. Like, no, you're a girl. You have to be the mom. And I'm like, no, you know? So it was just like, mm -hmm. early on in life, I knew that I just wanted to be with women. It wasn't the fact that I wanted to be a boy because I don't feel like I want to transition in that sense. I, I love that I'm a woman. I love everything mm -hmm. about me being a woman, but I, uh, as far as, like you said, uh, intimacy is just with women. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I think, um, a lot of people who, the uh, have, um, who identify, you know, in some, some level of queer, 
have that first experience usually like playing house and it's like yeah. either you the mom like you the, right. the you the woman you the mom but like you like nah but like I want to I don't want to kiss the husband I want to yeah. kiss like you know uh the woman um but just there's no language for it right and so then uh do you remember or was there a time when you were that young that you talked to your parents about it or that anyone said anything to you about it that made you feel like it was wrong like so yes were you ever caught like kissing a girl or like some weird experience that you were like oh my god but wait hold on what's wrong with this I don't understand like what was that for you like are you saying early on or later on in life early on like when you were that young trying to figure it out like I want to be the dad and then like I I like girls I like my friends but not like so much the boys did you ever have were you ever confronted with that when you were that young so like 10 11 years old I feel mm-hmm. like it was ignored, but it was still brought to people's attention. Like, you know, as I got later in life, I was told that people came up to my mother saying that your daughter's going to be gay and she will be upset. But they would say that. And I don't know if they saw my demeanor or the way I carry myself, but they would tell her that, yo, when your daughter get older, she's going to be gay and she would get very upset. So I got caught um, kissing a girl before, but um, not by my mom. But yeah, they would come to her and say little things. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you think it was any because when did you start playing basketball I started playing basketball at the age of 10 so yeah do you think it had anything to do with you playing basketball like them saying that or was it just about you <laughs> about me <laughs> I feel like that's why they over over like try to make me girly if that makes sense like, yeah my hair was had to be top notch I had to wear these clothes and you know I just feel like they knew but in denial, if that's a sense, like, no, you're not about to be that way. Like, gay is not good. Like, you know, yeah. so it was definitely said around me, like, no, you should, you're not going to be gay here. Right, right. Yeah. So then um, through high school, when did you, when did you come out? Like, when, what, how old were you coming out? Yeah. So I feel like my friends been been new since middle school, but to my family, my mom, actually, it was a whole situation. It's a whole story time. But uh <laughs> She found out when I was in 11th grade. So by the time I was a junior in high school, everybody kind of knew because I had a girlfriend from 11th grade to my senior year. Actually, my girlfriend, if anybody didn't know, you know how you walk out on senior night? Well, I had my mom and my girlfriend, but nobody kind of knew that I was, everybody was still kind of figuring out if I was open or not, but I've been open Mm -hmm. a junior. My mom found out as a junior that I was gay. Yeah. So when you're, when your your mom found out as much, as much as you're comfortable with sharing, like, how was that? Was it a conversation? Did she confront you? Did you tell her? I didn't get a chance to tell her, oh. <laughs> but she did. She did. Uh, I feel like in high school, there was a situation where she found some letters and I, we kind of got into a situation where she was like, what, what is this? Woo, woo, woo. And I was like, that's nothing. Da, da, da. And it kind of like got brushed to the side early on in high school. So my junior year, um, <laughs> this person that I was dating, because I don't want to put no name. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The person that I was dating, I was at this person's house and their mother finally called us, but she said she knew the whole time, but she was open to the situation, but she knew that I wasn't open to my family yet. So she would allow us to hang out, but we took it too far. And she called us and she finally, you know, called my mother and it was just all bad. <laughs> it just wasn't a calm situation. It was very irate. And I mean, we eventually came to terms about everything. Yeah. And now everybody accepts me. They love me for who I am. 
uh, once I went to school, because after that, I went to college and I came back and they just had pictures everywhere of me the way I am now and just showing that they accept me for who I am. So it was it was awesome. The beginning was terrible, but it turned out awesome. So like yeah. sometimes they just want to know and they want to be there for you. So it's just like it, I'm scared. So. Yeah, did for when you're um you so you guys had that really bad uh situation. Did it did it make you not want to express yourself at all or did you lean into it? Did you feel like, man, like I I don't want my mom being upset about this like with me? Did it make you want to recluse and go back inward or did you feel like, okay, well, we here now, so we'll just kind of see what happens? Exactly. That's exactly what it was. It was the second thing that you said. Um, once it was finally out the bag, I felt relief. I felt like I was carrying that for so long. Like that's too much weight for a kid to be carrying. Like I'm saying here, hide my truth. Like I'm saying here, denying who I really am. So I'm, that's taking years off of my life. Like that's taking yeah. years off of my happiness. Like I'm faking right now, basically. I should be a good actress. But anyway, <laughs> I'm faking it basically because this is not who I am. So once I find, once it finally, the cat was out the bag, I'm like, yes. It's at least it's out there. Now I can live in my truth. Now everything is just a journey along the way. I'm still learning, like, you know, just day-to-day -day life. So it's just like, now that it's out there, my family accepts me. I don't care who, I don't care what nobody else thinks. Like, yeah. my family accepts it. I'm I'm happy with who I am. I'm comfortable with who I am. And that's all that matters to me. Yeah, I always say like, man, once you, once you had to experience this, like coming out and dealing with this, you're like, man, it, nothing else is like yeah. everything else is cake after that you know um so then you play basketball and I want to talk about that because I think there's a lot of just preconceived notions about people who play basketball specifically women um you're you know if you're a tomboy you're gonna be gay you're gay you know all this like crap that comes along with that and sometimes it's true and then sometimes it's not right um for you did you ever experience any anything with that in terms of like not wanting to live into it because of all the stereotypes that come along with girls who play basketball um, in, in general? Um, I just never really wanted to, like I tried to keep my relationship out of basketball for the most part, but sometimes like, I guess with college, your teammates is kind of really much involved, but for the most part, I try not to date within that community. So it doesn't get judged. And plus those type of girls are not really tight for the most part, because some of them are aggressive. Some of them, do be feminine but I really like feminine women so a basketball girl probably wouldn't be my type of female but as far as the stereotypes I mean everybody get judged right so it's just what comes with the territory so yeah but a lot of people I could just say for the most part playing basketball from the age of 10 all the way professionally every woman that plays basketball is not a lesbian is not gay like I've seen right. it so they truly love men as well everybody has their own sexuality playing basketball yeah. So how's, um, was there anything that you, cause I imagine there's like multiple gay women on a, or, you know, LGBT women on a team. Um, was there anything that you were like hyper aware of? Because obviously it's like a, I, I'm in, from the vantage point of like professional sports right now. Right. So there's a bunch of people who we see these stories that come out every now and then about people who are, you know, openly gay, right. These football players, they're basketball players, Candace Parker, even just recently, Sent, you know somewhat just acknowledged which something that you know if you're in the community you kind of knew um <laughs> that she openly came out and said that she was in a relationship married um and having a baby and people are like where in the hell have I been because 
you know, she was, you know, married to this basketball player. Now she's, but this woman has been around for like years, you know? And so, but if you're, if you're not like tuned in, you don't, you don't pay attention to, but for you playing basketball, were there things that you were hyper aware of in terms of like, if you're in a locker room culturally, right? So if I'm in a locker room, like I'm not gonna like stare at a woman for too long, or I'm not gonna uh, like, you know, you know, there's like these little things like you, you, you like smack a girl on the butt, say like good game. Like what are things that like, as a woman who likes women that you are aware of that you kind of stare clear of, or were you just like, look, this is what it is. This is the culture and I'm gonna just live into it. Uh, basically with my teammates, I always just got to live in my truth. Like nobody, mm-hmm judge me if more than anything they were open to everything like we joked in that uh matter like um as far as our coaches they were aware like it's like like recruiting situations right you know people going on um recruiting trips like you bring different people in so the term for me as far as a stud is hey Tracy I need you to host this this girl she's coming in she wears a hat so, you know, wears <laughs> yeah. a hat. he just ain't want to say that. He don't know the terminology. You know, he's an old guy. So he's like, she wears a hat. So you need to, you know, <laughs> right. so I'm like, so for the most part, they were open. As far as them feeling uncomfortable around me, never. I never really dealt with people feeling uncomfortable or me making somebody feel uncomfortable about my sexuality. So, nah, I didn't deal with that on my end. But yeah, everybody yeah. for the most part was comfortable. And it's just all about you living in your truth. Once people, once people see you accept yourself or who you are, it kind of makes them feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Just break the ice, if that makes sense. Yeah, to normalize it. Like, just, it's normal. You're, normal. I'm a girl. Nothing, exactly. I'm still a girl. Right, like, at the end I of the day. You have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, that's dope. Um, so then, playing overseas um, with, like, from a acceptance standpoint, was there any differences in terms of how, uh, LGBT women are accepted overseas versus uh, in the States? Yes, because, you know, different different countries have their own rules. So, um, you know, it actually took me longer to get overseas than, than the norm. Um, but I know with dealing with a lot of contracts, they wanted to know your values and things of that situation, which you believed in. Um, you know, so sometimes you could run into those situations. So you have to be careful and do research on a country before you accept the contract. So, yeah. And where'd you play? Um, I played in El Salvador, France, and Italy. Mm. And there were, I'm assuming all of those were different in terms of how they handle situations. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yep. Exactly. Mm. Nice. So then, now present day um you know you're dating you dated and kind of had uh, relationships you're um in a relationship now and if you guys want to know their how they got together story you could go watch it on their youtube channel they're very descriptive and talk very in depth about how they got together and their whole journey got together broke up and got back together <laughs> um <laughs> so go check that out on their channel um but you you your um girlfriend has a child um and so um how did you guys um get not get together but talk about how you would how your life would look with her having a child already right so beforehand we kind of knew each other in high school as well like we met each other uh early on and tried to date but you know situations with basketball and the way life works in her career we you know we just kind of couldn't run our course um so you know, we still 
talk to each other. So that's why we had our kind of more values kind of in place. So we knew what each other wanted in the life, if that makes sense, you know, and we came back, she did have a child. We talked about it and, you know, we accepted each other uh, immediately because that's just what it is. Like when you find your soulmate, I mean, it's just kind of in denial. Like I've done things, you've done things, but you know, when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I just felt like we still learning this parenting. I think parenting is the everyday situation. You learn something every day. Like, I don't feel like there's a rule book. Like literally every child is different. So, I mean, I love him. I love him like my own son. I mean, he, he knows me as his stepmom. Um, we talk about a lot of things. He's very aware of us dating. Um, he actually says we're married, even though we're not married yet. Right. But, um, um, yeah, we have a, a tight family bond. So I love it. I love being a step parent. I love her son. I love her. So like, I just, I love it. And I mean, we deal with our battles, you know, in the public, you know, being judged because he's a boy and, you know, we're two females, but at the end of the day, we, we hold each other down for everything and we're just taking it day by day. So we're learning. Yeah. For you going back a little bit, um, how did you get comfortable with her, because I'm, I'm assuming there was a man involved prior to you. Um, how did you get comfortable with knowing that, um, you know, you guys could proceed and that wouldn't be an issue? Because I think a lot of people are facing similar situations, right? And there's like an insecurity about how to feel comfortable with a woman who, you know, has a kid. And it's like, you know that the love is there, but there's these things that are happening in your mind that make you feel uncomfortable, right? Um, so what what are the, what were those things that you uh, did or how, how did you guys get to a place where you could feel 100% secure in you guys' relationship moving forward? Because it's all about how much you know a person, right? So you got to really get to know a person. And at the end of the day, there's studs. There's studs that have baby. Everybody know Dama Wilson. You know, yeah. she came as a stud and she had a baby. So there's just as well as feminine women that had a baby as well, but that don't mean that they typically like men. And she has her own story on her own channel. She'll tell her story time about her journey. But for the most part, what I can say is get to know your partner and you know how they really feel. Like you'll know if they really, they went to a similar situation as you. Cause most of the time people was born this way, but they were scared. I was scared. I didn't come out to high school, but I had situations with the male. I could have eventually had got pregnant as well. But at the end of the day, that's not who I am. And I'm not stuck into that stigma. So at the end of the day, it's like, you really got to know, you have to know who you are and your partner has to know who they are as well. And you have to trust each other to know that this is who we are and this is who we're going to be. And we're going to be together for the rest of our life, you know, because sometimes a person can wake up tomorrow and change their mind and that's okay. And that's on them. But for the most part, get to know your partner, um, get to know yourself, make sure that you're not wasting somebody's time as well, because I've seen people as like myself transition and, you know, they wanted to date a man again. So, it, you know, you got to hold each other accountable for the most part. So just get to know yourself and get to know somebody else before you waste each other's time, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah. So that, that does bring me to my next point about uh, you, you say transitioning, but like, I'm assuming you're talking about, you know, your image. And so, because in high school, up until when I can remember, um, you, you were pretty feminine, right? Like hair, you know, the whole thing. Um, how was your transition for you in terms of your image? And um, at what point did you feel comfortable to just fully live into however you wanted to, to dress? Okay, so I went through my battles. Um, so when I first left high school, 
I still dress as a female, but I had my difficulties at my senior prom. I didn't want to wear a dress, but I, I did it off the strength of my family. Same. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but I went home with a girl. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Balance. <laughs> no, for real. Um, sorry, guys. But anyway, uh, I went to college. After I went to college my freshman year, I ran into situations with guys as well. Um, but I lived in my truth. I eventually immediately just felt comfortable with wearing what I wanted to wear. But at the same time, because I went to the school dressed another way, um, they wanted to lock me into the stigma, you know, because of my, you know, for the team sakes and for my career, you know, because of what I was studying. And um, we went to my battles there, but for the most part, they allowed me to live in my truth. I got to wear my tailored suit. I got to wear, you know, I didn't, they didn't allow, they didn't make me wear a dress. So that's what I loved about the schools that I went to. I know some schools where women were forced to wear dresses for pictures and stuff but for the most part my coaches allowed me um to live in my truth but that's when I kind of felt comfortable like once I went to school and got away from everybody I was able to like you know this is what I want to do this is what I want to be and this is me and everybody kind of accepted so yeah and what were um did when did you start uh growing your dreads your locks I'm sorry years ago <laughs> okay actually yep I um when I turned Yep, when I turned 21, I started growing my dress. Mm -hmm. So now you know my age. <laughs> Lock that part out. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's dope. So then um, I want to talk about the other thing too. So like you guys live in the South now. Um, how is uh, like, you know, LGBT culture living in, in the South? It is big and I feel like they accept it. I went to the parade here. Oh my God, I can't wait to go back. COVID's in a way I need to go. Mm -hmm. It was, it was big. It was big. So the community out here is it's very accepting. And you know, that's how I felt about it in Arkansas. I felt like where I went to school at, it was more accepting than it was back at home. And you would think that it would be the other way, but I found more people like me in college than I did back at home, if that made sense. That was, so it kind of helped me feel more comfortable as well, actually in that situation. So, so you live in, you guys live in Houston now, right? Yeah, we live in Houston. So, um, yeah, so Houston, um, so Houston is, is, is a safe place for uh, <laughs> LGBT I folks. I would say so. They have a lot of events and stuff uh, mm -hmm. for the community. So I would say so. Nice. So with you and uh, Nikki having a, a public platform, um, what, what, how'd you guys start that? What was the start of that? Well, we both always wanted to do YouTube, and she had a YouTube channel before I actually started one. Um, and once we started dating, it kind of was like, you know, let's do it. And we kind of like did it, and we just been doing it ever since then. And we just kind of like jumped into it. We kind of didn't think about it. Just like, you know, let's share this, let's share us. And we've been doing it ever since. Nice. So you mentioned earlier about some of the stuff that um, people might say, because you guys are both women and you guys have a son. Um, what are, how do you guys talk about those conversations? And then obviously, I mean, hate comments are hate comments. You just kind of, they, they're part of the, the territory, but, uh, are there ever things that come up in your comments that you're like, Hmm, I didn't think about that. Or, you know, is it ever a part of a conversation that you guys have about the way that your relationship is or the way that you, um, plan to raise your son or or anything 
Yeah, we kind of talk about everything and, you know, we're open to constructive criticism as well. So we definitely listen to, you know, what people say, but you don't have to, you don't have to take everything that they say. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys decide what kind of videos you make? Um, just based off of how we're feeling sometimes. And actually, uh, we've been revamping our channel. So actually, right, in the, we're in the process of revamping our channel. So you won't see anywhere something. So actually, you're getting some exclusive information right now. Nice. Dope, man. Well, we have come to the end of this conversation. Um, what advice would you have for a young person out there who may be experiencing some of the things that you experienced uh, coming up? Um, and I actually, I feel like the young people have been inspiring me, really, for the most part. I mean, them coming out early on, living in the truth, I would just say, you know, just do that. Like, you know, whenever you feel comfortable, don't feel forced. Like at the end of the day, people try to force me my whole, you know, my whole life. So at the end of the day, it's when you feel comfortable, when you feel confident, when you're ready and you'll know when you're ready. I'll tell you that you'll know when you just like, I'm, you know, what, I'm ready. I'm tired of doing this and I want to do this. You'll do it. So for the most part, just listen to your inner self. Um, if truly believe in who you are and, you know, people have to accept that. And if they don't want to accept it, leave them behind. That's, that's the most of us I can say to you is just, Leave it behind and living your truth. And I promise you'll feel amazing. Like, I promise mm -hmm. you. Just when you're ready, don't feel forced to do it. But you'll feel it on your heart when you want to do and be who you want to be. And just like I said, living your truth. And you, you'll, you'll know when it's time. Yeah, for sure. Dope, man. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. Appreciate you for coming. Um, this is another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one.